0: Hi, welcome to episode 546 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to find Wakanda on a map because, um, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And I, uh, believe that our, uh, uh, education such as, uh, South Africa and, uh, the Iraq, everywhere like it, like such as, and I believe that they should, um, our education over here in the US should help the US, uh, should help South Africa. It should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future for us. Plus, Wakanda is a fictional country. What the hell am I doing? In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with Issue 1, and going all the way to Issue 645. Today it's Fantastic Four. 546 from July 2007. Reconstruction, Chapter 3. Ah, that's just crude. By Dwayne McDuffie and Paul Pelletier. P- Pelletier. Pelletier? So we pick up our story in space with T'Challa, the Black Panther, and Michael, the former Deathlock, speeding back to Earth in a spaceship. It seems like they're running from a fight. Michael says he's not one for running from a fight. And T'Challa says he's not too keen on losing a fight. I kind of agree with T'Challa. As they get closer to Earth, the Panther calls up Wakanda on the communicator and asks for the materials for his Galactus Contingency Plan. And those materials are... Twinkies! Loads and loads of Twinkies! I never get tired of making that joke. And then the panther adds, Prepare the frogs! Prepare the frogs? Holy crap! Is he going to feed Galactus a bunch of frogs? That would be very cool. You know, when I've had frogs, they're not bad. Better than Twinkies. The panther's man in Wakanda, Taku, doesn't really want to do what his boss says, but the panther doesn't want to hear it. Michael says they'd better get this stuff and get back to Galactus fast before he kills everyone. Panther says he's prepared for that contingency. What? He's prepared for the death of his wife and the rest of the Fantastic Four? Is he going to have a new Fantastic Four on top of this new Fantastic Four? Is he going to have, like, the She-Thing, the original Human Torch, and Monica Rambeau, the 1980's Captain Marvel, who he can marry? because she's the only other black female superhero that I can think of. So back with the Silver Surfer, he's facing off against DC-list superhero Gravity, who had been dead, but he's got like some kind of quasar-type defender of the universe powers. Ben says to, Johnny, tell, says to Johnny that Gravity is a dead guy they were looking for. Storm asks him if he's Greg Willis, and he replies, I'm um, trying to maintain my secret identity here. Ben points out that his superhero name was on his headstone, so much for a secret identity. He seems surprised and excited to see the thing in person. Once again, the Silver Surfer tells everyone to leave, but Gravity figures that Epoch kind of hired him for this job by bringing him back to life, and he's going to defend Epoch. It's odd how so much of this story revolves around saving Epoch and we get very little of Epoch. She doesn't say that much. We know nothing about her. Is she a decent planet? Is she nice? Is she mean? Is she a big old pain in the asteroid, like that other living planet Ego? Who knows? Frankly, they could blow her up, Alderon style. It wouldn't bother me none. So Stardust, that blue alien with six eyes, comes out and shoots gravity, knocking him into an asteroid. And Storm, sneaks up behind Stardust, and zaps the shit out of him with lightning. I'm still not sure how she can use her powers to control the weather in space where there is no weather. Pin goes over and digs gravity out of the asteroid, while Storm goes to attack the Silver Surfer who says he's not her biggest problem, and they look over and they see that Stardust is reforming after being blown apart by Storm's lightning bolt. Back on Titan, a moon of Saturn. Uh, Reed and Sue are walking along in a life support field and Sue says, It's hard to believe this is another planet. Hard to believe? Hard to believe? This may be the most outrageous thing that she said since she told Spider-Man that not having secret identities wasn't a problem. Hard to believe she's on another planet? Why is that so hard to believe? They've only been to like dozens of other planets. She and Reed even conceived a child on another planet, in another dimension! But here she is on a moon of Saturn, which doesn't seem all that exotic considering all the places they've been, and the concept of space travel is blowing her mind. And Reed has to remind her, oh, by the way, this isn't a planet, it's a moon. And it's 300 degrees below freezing outside their force field. So they keep walking along, and Sue asks, so Reed, when are you going to tell me of the rest of your plan? She asked about all those equations that Reed was working on, the ones that told him to take Iron Man's side during Civil War. Reed says that now that the crisis has passed, it's a time of great opportunity to guide things, not simply to avoid destruction, but to create good. Sue says he sounds kind of like Doctor Doom, and he says, I'm not Doctor Doom and you know it. And he says, he'll let her know when he's figured out his, his next course of action. Yeah, right. No more lies. No more deception, he tells her. And they kiss. But they get interrupted, before they can make baby number three, by some robotic security system guy telling Reed that they've detected a unexplained planetary phenomena, and it's, it's this rocky object entering the solar system, speeding toward Earth. Would you care to investigate?" The robotic security system asked. Uh, duh. That's a very dumb question to ask Reed. Of course he wants to investigate. So back on Earth, T'Challa and Michael arrive back at the Wakandan Royal Palace. And they're given a crate of stuff labeled Plan G. Plan G is Black Panther's plan to fight Galactus. So let's take a moment to discuss this and rate this along with other Plan Gs. There's a Plan G. Medicare supplement with a small annual deductible. There's Plan G, an online program for filing flight plans. There's a Plan G, an episode of the video game Minecraft. And there's Plan G, my plan for whenever my creepy neighbor invites me over to sit in his hot tub. I lie and say I can't, I've got gonorrhea. Plan G, it works. I have the best Plan G, and I think Plan G for Medicare is the worst. It's just socialized medicine for old people, who are too lazy to get off their wrinkly old asses and go to work. Am I right, people? So Michael looks at the crate and asks, You're going to beat Galactus? With the stuff in here? One of Panther's men says the plan also requires the entire Wakandan Air Force, a shapeshifter, and the Hulk. Okay, I'm already liking this plan G, but I'm wondering Why doesn't he just threaten Galactus with the uh, ultimate nullifier? That seems to work. But it might be hard for Black Panther to get his hands on the ultimate nullifier. You know, if only uh, he had his freaking hands on it two issues ago. T'Challa asked the guy about the frogs. He's got the frogs. He pulls out the frogs. There's these two small golden statue frogs. One warps space. The other warps time. He puts them on top of each other like they're going at it doggy style. Ah, that's just crude, Michael says. I think Michael is from the apocalyptic future of 1996, where people are far more prudish about the sex practices of gold-plated frogs. The frogs create this bright light, and they're teleported back into space, where the rest of the Fantastic Four are battling it out with Stardust and the Silver Surfer. T'Challa tells Michael to protect the, the frogs with his life, it's their only way back home. He says, Taxi service is unreliable this far from Midtown." I think T'Challa, Storm, and Michael would have a hard time catching a cab in Midtown, let alone in the middle of outer space. Black Panther puts on this exoskeleton apparatus from the crate, and he leaps to attack the Silver Surfer. Ben leaps into battle in the middle of the fight between Gravity and Stardust, saying, "'It's clobberin' time!' Why did he wait so long to start clobberin' time? When the Surfer tries to zap Panther, His suit starts sucking all the cosmic power out of the Silver Surfer. Turns out, the suit is based on technology stolen, I mean, borrowed, from Doctor Doom, which he used back in the 1960s. Once the Silver Surfer is sucked of cosmic power, the Panther gives the large device to Johnny and tells him to use it to take care of Stardust. The Panther will take care of the weakened Silver Surfer himself, with a good old-fashioned fist fight. So, So Johnny attacks the Stardust. And Gravity, he leaves to go see Galactus. And with the Surfer and Stardust defeated, the FF join Gravity, and they confront Galactus, who's in the middle of trying to eat Epoch. And he's not too, too happy to be disturbed during his meal. Gravity zaps Galactus with energy, and first, everybody thinks that he's killing him. But Galactus loves the energy, he feeds off it, and it fills him up. He no longer wants to eat Epoch. He says he'll leave Epoch alone in the future, he restores his heralds, the Surfer and Stardust to full power, and off he goes. Epoch thanks the FF and Gravity for saving her life. Gravity says he doesn't want to be the cosmic protector for Epoch forever. He's only 19, he wants to go back to Earth. Michael pulls out the golden frogs, they teleport back to the Baxter building. Gravity says goodbye, he's flying back to Wisconsin, he can't wait to show his parents, he's still alive. That's going to be a big shock. And that is the end of the issue. You know, I'm a sucker for Galactic Stories. This was a pretty fun one. I just wish I knew how the Silver Surfer became a herald again. And who the hell was this Stardust dude? Or lady? I think it was a lady. And that's it for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over.